0: And now for something completely different.
1: Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday. Expository Thursday as we work together to know the letter better into the narrative of the book of Acts we travel to understand the things the Lord requires of us to learn and how to apply God's timeless truths. In our lives. First, our text in the book of Acts states that Moses was sent to be the Savior. We asked this question last week. How is that possible? I mean, how is it possible for Moses to be sent as the Savior? Uh It's super duper easy. Moses was sent to save Israel from their bondage to Egypt, their oppression in their situation, and to be the leader who guided them to follow the Lord. Okay. He wasn't sent to be the savior of the world. He was sent to be the savior of the situation. Get it? All right. Next, by many signs and wonders, uh, Moses did lots of cool stuff. One starts to think that this is that pattern with God. Moses, Elijah, Elisha, Jesus, the apostles, and more, these signs and wonders have a purpose. We've talked about this multiple times. First, they show the love of God. Second, they show the love of God. And third, they show the love of God. And they're used to lead people, including you and me. They're used to confirm God's word, and that's evident from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22:21. 21 This is my favorite line. <laughs> Finally, hold on to your yarmulkes. <laughs> you, guys, you have to understand why that's funny. Hold on to your yarmulkes. Moses acted as a mediator, but the difference between Moses and Jesus is simple. Moses was human, nothing divine. Jesus was divine and human at the same time. Moses was still a great leader. He was a conduit of life-giving words. And that's really close to the 2 Peter 1 Men spoke from God as the Holy Spirit carried them along. What was the purpose of the Holy Spirit giving him words to say? That, that was the whole purpose was for Moses to pass it on to the people of God. Hey, we're supposed to pass it on. Hint, hint. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. You know, those are those are good things. Surviving is good. I mean, you need to survive. Living, that is fantastic. Prevailing, that's where we got to be. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Meh. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oeve, so much more. Hey. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show live. It'll come right here to my 99-cent Chromebook, right in front of me, david at increase.org. That's david at org. Not popcorn. Not corn pop. None of those weird things. Not sugar smacks. David at org. You can text us at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214 210-8483. Also, you can uh, call us. That's always fun. 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, something amazing happens. You talk to Captain Chris. And when you talk to Captain Chris, that's like finding out your favorite movie has a sequel whoa and then you will be amazing how many of those i can come up with it's just like there's so many right it's like wow just being by you is just like fantastic (laughs) he's got nothing to say we're gonna bottle you okay Or something. All right, uh, bottom line maybe you have a question, maybe you have a comment, maybe you have a thought, maybe you have an opinion. Remember, it's not a kvetch fest. What's a kvetch fest? Kvetch Fest is when you call and you go, meow, 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 meow. I'm not giving you any cheese with that wine. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is we want to encourage one another. That's Hebrews 3.13 and Hebrews 10.13, which talks about encouraging one another as we see the day approaching. We know the day is approaching. We know the Lord is getting closer to coming. Our idea here on this show is to encourage and strengthen one another, to help each other in the process, and to draw closer to the Lord one step at a time. That's the goal. No matter how what, what your eschatology is, no matter how it's going to break down, regardless, we need to be drawing closer and closer to the Lord, as we'll do our DNA uh, later on in the whole process. The thing here is that maybe you have a praise report you want to share with people, and we want you to have that opportunity to share the great things God is doing in your life with other people. It's a blessing. If you have a a prayer request, we have that same opportunity where we can combine our faith, petition the Lord, and ask for his favor in a situation. We've had so many wonderful answers in this short time that we've done ministry. It's fantastic. There's all of those different opportunities. Plus, you can also ask me about jigsaw puzzles, and then I'll refer you to my wife because she's well, she's much better at it than I am, okay? If it doesn't fit for me, I'll get a hammer. That's right. That's how I feel. All right, here's your first trivia question. True or false? True or false? 50 50, folks. Abel killed Cain. True or false? Now, while you're trying to consider how insane that question is, we do have somebody who's calling in. We do want to let you know if you do want to reach out to us. 972 445 0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david, at org. Well, let's take the phone call first, and we'll we'll double up on the trivia question after that. Okay? This is David. Thank you for your patience. Who am I talking to?
2: This is Annika.
1: (laughs) Hi, Annika. How are you?
2: I'm pretty good. I had to find a room in the house where we don't have you playing on the radio just so I could talk without the feedback. (laughs) <laughs> it's so
1: funny when people do that they'll they'll talk and you can hear the echo and they're like okay <laughs> you you can't do that you can gonna... <laughs>
2: Just We're like, talking about getting two more radios, just so we can keep it low, oh, you're so that so no funny. matter where you go, you hear it, but you don't have to have one big blasting loud. You know, so we can just follow as we go from room to room, That's and classic. we don't miss a bit of it. That's
1: classic. All right, how hey, can I help you? my question
2: today is, um, okay, so now Jesus said he was going to send us one greater than himself, and he was going to send us the Holy Spirit. So in uh, a lot of stations, um, when we listen to programming and stuff and some of the teachings we've been under in the past, looking back, we really don't get the focus being on in the moment and the leading in the Holy Spirit. And so how, I guess is the question is, how is it different, and how should that be uh, evidenced in our life now? I yeah, that's a great question. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, and
1: there's so much that I mean to answer that question. I could do the whole show and not even touch the surface. So, but let me. I love a, it. Yeah, we both
2: love it. But, Neil but, and
1: I. But but let's. Uh, do you want to hang on or you want to hang up? What? Either way. You I'll want hang to up. It. I'll okay. hang up and listen. All right, you got it. All right. Okay. Thanks. Bye. All right. Bye. So first and foremost, the way that people will know whether or not the Holy Spirit is operating in their lives, the most simplistic way in the world, is by the. Fruit of the Holy Spirit. That's going to be your first big indicator. So when the when the Bible talks about it, that some of the, the fruit of the Holy Spirit uh, is you, know, you have uh, uh, you know faith, you have love, you have you know, uh, uh, the, the the graces that come with that. You have patience, you have kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You have these different elements that the Holy Spirit produces in our lives as we walk back and forth. The mistake, I believe, and you can, people are going to freak out, but the mistake that I think that people make is we're supposed to be Spirit-led and Bible-grounded. And what that means is the absolute authority is the Word of God. Never mistake this. God created the universe. He can write a book. He's pretty smart. Okay. (laughs) So people are like, Bill O'Reilly can write a book, but God can't. It's like, okay, let's just back up here and make sure we get this straight. Okay. God spoke and there was a universe, right? The dude can write a book. Let's stop that because that's just a weird argument. That book is written with a partnership of humanity and the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Okay. And uh, uh, it should have been faith, hope, and love that I said on those first. Three, but that's my mistake. Forgive me for that. All right. So, God writes a book. We use that as our ultimate authority. Now, Jesus, what he does is he comes, he has his earthly ministry. He kind of coordinates everything for everybody to understand. He makes the way so that we can be engaged with the Father without having uh, to have our sins counted against us. And then, when he's about to depart, he says he's going to pour out the Holy Spirit, and the Bible says the Holy Spirit had not yet been poured out because Jesus had not yet been glorified, and in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit gets poured out. Then what happens is a whole bunch of churches go, yeah, that's too spooky, we'll just use the book. (laughs) That's a little bit of a problem, because the book, the Bible, which I am an absolute avid, oh, love, love, love the Word of God, love, 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 not love, 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 love the Word of God, but the Bible is not God. The Holy Spirit is God, and that's a big difference. Jesus, in his human body, can only cover so much territory. So he ascends to the Father, the right hand of the Father, sends the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit now carries on the ministry of Jesus Christ on the earth. That's the whole point of the whole thing everywhere. And what they've what people have done is yeah, I don't get it so because I don't get it, I don't want to really figure it out. I'm just going to keep it at a distance and keep it super easy. It's important to be led by the Holy Spirit and when it says be led by the Holy Spirit, people think well that means he always you know leads you in such a way that you do everything perfect. Okay, no, because one, you're not Jesus. <laughs> Back it up a step. And two, we're still fighting the sinful nature and trying to walk in the Spirit and not in the old man. The old man's crucified positionally, but not practically. If the old man was crucified practically, nobody would die because death was a result of the sin. So I'm just saying you got to just kind of look along how things go. And what we want to do is we want to walk in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians thirteen fourteen says, That we are supposed to be in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. John chapter 17 says the Holy Spirit is our counselor or our guider. It's really simple. How's your counseling sessions going? It's like, that's a fair question. It's not a weird question. That's totally normal. The Holy Spirit represents the ministry of Jesus, brings about everything Jesus says, glorifies Jesus Christ, does everything. But the Holy Spirit, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, that's one. And you don't diss one without dissing the other, so to speak, except for it looks like the Holy Spirit gets a little special consideration because you don't have a blasphemy of Jesus Christ or a blasphemy of God the Father, but you do have a blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. So the idea behind that is to be under the influence or the direction of the Holy Spirit. Well, how do you know how the Holy Spirit's leading you? Now, See, therein lies the key. How did, how did Jesus know what the Father wanted him to do? How did he know what the directions were? Remember, the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted. Remember, that's just, you can't change that. Well, how do you know? You have a relationship with God. Through Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, and the closer in you get, the more you understand what it is God wants you to do and how to do it. And what you have is the Word of God that will say, eh, "That you're off there, eh, or you're oh, that, that's right. Have faith, step out of the boat." In other words, we have a ultimate guide that will not allow us to go nutsy, cuckoo in the process. It's just that people are so afraid of making a mistake even though their sins have already been forgiven, the whole premise is this, Romans eight fourteen. as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And people fear that. And you want to know why people fear Because we don't get it. I've been a Christian for 43 years. I'm a Bapticostal. As you guys know, I'm going to finish my doctorate in the next three months. I'm going to have a, a Baptist doctorate, I have a master's in theology in, in, in uh, Pentecostal and a, and a kind of a charismatic eh, kind of charismatic on the on the BA. Here's what I figured out. when it's less of me and more focused on him for some reason, I can understand, hear, receive the impression, walk by the Holy Spirit better than when I can just do it, where I'm just trying to take charge and make everything happen. So it always, to me, comes down to that relationship that we have with the Lord. In that relationship, let me make this clear, I spend time in prayer, you spend time in prayer, we all spend time in prayer, and we spend time in his word. We know what he sounds like because we're in his word. And then when the Holy Spirit's giving us direction, we we can tell oh, that that's right in line, or no, that's not even close. And when you when your flesh tries to direct you into something sinful not only the word of God that you have read but the Holy spirit inside you goes wrong 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 and you know it and here's the real kicker when you do something you're not supposed to do say something do something even think something it's the Holy Spirit that goes uh,
0: uh, uh.
1: Uh, uh, uh. People go, that's the conscience. Well, your conscience can be seared to the point of not being able to even be responded to. But the Holy Spirit lives strong in believers. Part of salvation, part of the gift, part of the package. Is it the whole package? That's a whole separate argument, by the way. Is the Holy Spirit the whole package? Once you you accept Jesus, you get the Holy Spirit. Can you get more of the Holy Spirit? Well, it says be filled, so yes. (laughs) What happens? I know people hate this phrase and I don't care. We spend the spirit. We spend the spirit and doing the stuff we do and the character walking into. That's I just think that. But that's a whole separate theological discussion a whole separate time. Here's the bottom line. We are supposed to walk in step with the Holy Spirit. If you just read Ephesians chapter one, you will find out that the Holy Spirit's our guarantee of eternal life. You want to have security in your salvation? That security, specifically stated in Ephesians 1, 13, 14, comes from the Holy Spirit in your life. You want to know if you have the Holy Spirit? Look at the fruit. If you don't understand how to have this relationship, say, Lord, I want to walk more in your Holy Spirit. Please help me. Because he gives the Holy Spirit, Luke chapter 11, to those who ask. (laughs) Okay, let's go with that. And instead of being afraid, make it the adventure it's supposed to be. Because what people do is like, well, I'll make a mistake. (sighs) Welcome to the club. What's that line we say? Why don't you come to church? I don't want to go to church. They're all hypocrites. Well, what's one more? (laughs) Come on. We do our best. Be sensitive. Be in relationship. The word of God is our absolute plumb line. You will learn and grow in the Lord. Okay? All right. Is that good? Okay, trivia, right? Do we have trivia? Okay. It's a good thing you reminded me of that. Uh, Trivia question. uh, True or false? Abel killed Cain. That is false. Cain killed Abel. Just remember that. Cain killed Abel because Abel was a nice dude. Cain was not. That's why. All right. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. This is one of the first verses in my Christian faith that I learned. Which is, you know, it's, you don't think about it. But when I first became a Christian, people would share this verse with me. I didn't know why. I was going to find out why because God was going to set me free from a lot of drug use. But I didn't know then what was going on. I was like, oh, I will keep hearing this verse. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. The freedom for freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. So now in our society, you say the word slavery and people start going, arr, 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 and then everybody starts freaking out. You know what? We're never going to change what the gospel is, and the gospel is the reality, the truth. We're not going to alter it for culture. We're not going to say it differently so people aren't offended. If you're offended, turn the radio off. Okay? That's your answer. You've got fingers. Use them. Here's our, You've got the ability to turn it on. you got the ability to turn it off. Here's the bottom line. Every one of us, every one of us, Before Jesus Christ was in bondage to sin, every one of us, now that we are in Jesus Christ, we are free from the penalty of that sin and the Lord is working in us the process to overcome that sin practically. We've talked about it multiple times. You understand salvation from a little bit of a you know smart, not smart, um, multiple scripture point of view. Scriptures talk about salvation being past tense. Scripture talks about salvation being present tense, and scripture talks about salvation being future tense. But the only way that could happen is if watch this: salvation is past tense, present tense, and future tense. <laughs> See, so the only way it can happen is. Because that's what it says. And so in that, we need to understand that from the past point of view, we are free from the penalty of sin. Yay! Currently, we're going through what is called sanctification, where we're being delivered. We're delivered from the power of sin, and we're learning in our own lives we don't have to live for sin. And then eventually, when we're with the Lord forever and ever, we will be free from the presence of sin, and there won't be any evil, any bad, any yucky. Okay? Cool. In the meantime, while the justification, while the penalty for sin is done, while the freedom is there, the sanctification process is the one where he makes you look like Jesus, now that he's pronounced you to be like Jesus, and that's the one you got to fight through. That's the one that you have to go, you know what, I'm free, I just don't have to do that. I don't have to. That, therefore, becomes a responsibility because the scripture says, stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery, which means that you can. But if you do, it'll be your choice. The David Spoon Experience. And
3: if you can't shout, say, you'll have to
1: a Oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM amen 770 the truth station here in Texas I hope that answer was helpful for I' don't know, because it sure was long my answer' give <laughs> like you like a 10 minute answer you know I don't know what are you supposed to do all right uh here you go let's uh see if we can get this now you guys know the Old Testament you know the New Testament now in the Old Testament okay there are four. Did the designated four major prophets. How many books are written by the four major prophets in the Old Testament? If you think you know the answer to that, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also uh, text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email to David at he must increase dotorg for major, or I'm sorry, four major Old Testament prophets have been identified. How many books are considered written by them? I think that answer is pretty easy. Just think about who the major prophets are and how many total books they wrote. Uh, we're not talking about sidebar books, we're talking about actual books. Uh, so let me know if you can do that. We'll do our DNA later, which is fine. I do have a joke. It is uh, f- fairly funny. I don't know what fairly funny means, but it is fairly funny. Ready? I got the buzzer. You know, you always have the buzzer. You got the buzzer? I got the buzzer. All right. (laughs) During a worship service, a man began to be moved by the spirit. Out loud, he said, amen. People around him were a little disturbed. Then louder, he said, hallelujah. Hallelujah. A few more people were becoming disturbed. Louder still, he shouted, Praise Jesus! The usher moved quickly down the aisle. He bent over and whispered to the man, Sir, control yourself. The man exclaimed, I can't help it! I got religion! To which the usher responded, Well, you didn't get it here. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) That's a good one, right? (laughs) That's a good one. All right, uh, what's our trivia question? What do we do? Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, f- there's four major prophets in the Old Testament. How many books total did they did they write? Okay? All right. Everybody's doing a really good job on, on responding to that, plus uh, somebody now looks like they're calling in. We're so far off on time. That's okay. You know, let I me mean, just go with what you can go with, you can do what you can do kind of thing. Uh, we're going to see if they're going to answer the trivia question. That's me stalling. So I don't want you to, you know, you shouldn't have dead air. Okay, well I'll do finger puppets then. Are we done? All right. Ready? ready? <laughs> I told you I'd do finger puppets on the show one day. Uh, somebody ready to answer the trivia question? All right, here we go. This is David, who am I talking to?
3: Hi, wonderful David. This is Joy Ann. Hi. How are you holding up? I'm doing great. <laughs> How are you doing? Well, I was asking Chris how he's holding up, and I'm asking you too, because you both work so hard. We Uh, love you guys for how you make our week.
1: I I feel much sorrier for him than I do for me, I can tell you that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, your reward in heaven is great. And I do have an answer to those five books.
1: Okay. That's the
3: major prophet.
1: Okay, so you had four major prophets. So between the four of them, how many books?
3: Uh, five books.
1: Okay, do you know what they are?
3: Yes, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, and Daniel. That is correct,
1: Armando. <laughs> and in perfect order. Nice job there. And that's what a lot of oh. people miss. Lamentations, they don't they don't remember that it's Jeremiah and so many great things are in that, but now there's a couple things in that book that you read it and you go, "Ooh. Mm. Yikes! But there's some great, great stuff like the mercies of God are new every morning. That's one of the great passages in the Bible. It's like that. You can't miss that. That's
3: fantastic.
1: Excellent job. That.
3: Thank you. That is the truth. And um, if I can just say a couple of quick things. Yes, absolutely. Sometimes I'm shy, so I save my calls and then kind of clump them for, with an answer and a request for <laughs> observation. But uh, two things. First of all, yesterday was the 17th anniversary of our mother, beloved mother Cornelia, went to heaven, but she loved the book of Lamentations. She's so identified with it. Ah, that's and awesome. Uh, you know, she loved the prophet Jeremiah, but Lamentations has some real gems in it, despite how many tears there are. Yep. And, yep. Yes. And and then can I just ask for a prayer? Um, for my, I have a, a big dental procedure coming up, either tomorrow or next Friday. We're waiting for the insurance to come through, but it, it involves an extraction, a bone. Um, uh, there, there's, it's pretty complicated, and so I just need a, a prayer yeah. for the Lord to oversee that very complex. It may be painful procedure.
1: Let's do it. Let's pray. Let's pray and ask the Lord thank to help you, you through it. Let's, let's do it. Today. Everybody, everybody in the audience, just combine your faith. Just share your faith. You know, at church, when they say, stretch your hands this way, it's kind of like that way, only mm-hmm. you're doing it from your heart. So let's pray. Father, we come before you right now, and we thank you and praise you for everything, because you are fantastic. You're so awesome to us. You're so kind to us. Your kindness exceeds us. It's beyond us. We love it. And we just lift up our dear sister to you. She's such a precious woman in you. And we are proud to be a family member of hers and that you brought her into our lives and our, our lives into hers. And we ask you, as she's got this procedure coming up, Lord, it's, uh, it's got a lot of mystery to it for all of us. It's got an unknown element to it, but not to you. It's not unknown to you at all and you are able to cover and to protect and to help her during that procedure and probably, seriously, more importantly, help protect her in her heart, in her feelings, in her mind, in relationship to what that procedure is going to be like, how it's going to feel afterwards, how that process is going to go. We just ask you to speak your peace. It's so wonderful in Ephesians how you, through your Holy Spirit, wrote that, When Paul wrote, send the peace that comes from God the Father, I just ask you to send that peace. It's so brilliant. Send your peace into her heart and mind. Let her just know it's in the hand of God. It's all good, and that she can have confidence and that she can have comfort. We just ask you to help her stand against unknown fear, trying to steal away at her and and gnaw away at her. Fill her heart full of joy, just like her name is. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.
3: Amen, amen. Thank you. Oh, I feel the Lord's presence and his comfort already. Amen. Well, y'all, have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much, David. You're you It's are amazing what you're doing.
1: <laughs> let us let us know how it goes so everybody can okay. keep praying oh, for I you. Oh, I will. I'll keep
3: you posted. Okay. Thank you. Right. Blessings. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: All right. So, yeah, there's no way that we're going to end up doing the t- teaching now because I'd have to break in 30 seconds. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'll just have less to write next week. <laughs> That's good. You know what, you guys? You could really pray for me. I'm doing this video, this instructional video. So there's two things. One, I have to do the instructional video. And two, I have to stop clowning around because I <laughs> I had all these sounds and uh, I need prayer for discipline in that. That's yeah, just, just pray for me. All right, uh, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM seven seventy, the Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere.
4: Mm-hmm. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience?
1: Before we pray and before we get going, it's important for you to understand kind of where I'm coming from. A lot of you who, uh, those of you that were in the first service are going, oh no, here comes that joke again. Uh, Wrong, it's a different joke, so we'll go with that. Let's understand that being born and raised Jewish and becoming a Christian is very simply understood for all of you. That means two Jews, three opinions. If you can't figure that out, you're going to have a tough time the rest of this time. So let's talk about what that perspective is and what I learned growing up. There was a lady and she was on a bus. And she was sitting next to a guy. And she turns over to the guy and she taps him and she goes, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, mister, mister, are you Jewish? And he goes, no, no, I'm not." She goes, okay, thanks. Going further down, she taps him again. she goes, excuse me, excuse me, mister. She goes, are, are you Jewish? He goes, no, I, I'm not Jewish, but thank you for asking. I appreciate that. They go a little further down, and she taps him again. She goes, "Excuse me, one more time, Mister. Are you sure you're not Jewish?" He goes, "No, I am not Jewish. I am not." She goes, "Okay, fine." A little further down, she taps him again. She goes, "Are you really sure you're not Jewish?" He goes, "Fine, fine. I'm Jewish." She goes, "Funny, you don't look Jewish." You're Welcome back to the David Spoon experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we are getting ready to offer up a trivia question yet again. Now, this is a challenge. So I'm laying it down before you. It's a challenge. Ooh. So if you're driving, you need to be careful because I don't want you to be, you know, doing anything weird to put yourself in danger. Who was Noah's dad? Who was Noah's dad? Annika just said, no, I still don't get it. (laughs) Okay. I just, I got to do this for Annika because she's just way, way too, too, too wonderful not to do it. See, the lady makes the big deal. Okay, never mind. (laughs) Are you Jewish, you just no. You, funny. I'm Jewish, fine. You don't look Jewish to me. Okay. Well, if you were in the Jewish culture, you would really appreciate that. Uh, anyway, who was Noah's dad? Okay. Now you don't gotta go far. I mean, you know it's like the Genesis five six area. Can't be that difficult. If you don't know, it's okay. It is a tougher question. I acknowledge it is a tougher question. In the meantime, if you do know, you can call us at 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, and then you can send an email, david, at org. Uh, somebody is calling in, so we will give them a chance to answer that. You know, sometimes the show goes a little different. I don't know if you guys uh, have ever noticed that. But it is, uh, it's true. And I don't ever mind answering questions or, or talking about things or praying for people. Because you know what? This is what we're talking about. This is the Christian faith. This is what we do. This is how we do it, and this is how we encourage each other. Somebody ready to answer a trivia question? Okay, here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, this
0: is Brother Ace.
1: Hey, Brother Ace. How are you, my good friend? How are you?
0: I'm blessed and doing fine amen doing, yeah
1: I, I, I so, love uh,
0: hearing from mm-hmm. you you know that right well uh, I I I want to make sure I guess I, I sent some for you again as you know our 60 thing um yeah. but anyway yeah so I, it should be getting there to at the, at the radio program at the station there that's all I always mail mine so hope you're
1: getting it yeah yeah absolutely absolutely brother Absolutely, all right now. Yeah, now I know you know this, okay? Even though, oh, okay. even though, wait, even though somebody said the answer was Mr. Noah, <laughs> which is like that's that doesn't seem yeah. like the right answer, right? Okay, uh, who was Noah? <laughs> Mr. Noah. Who was who was Noah's dad?
0: Uh, i i think is it Lamech? Lamech? Yes,
1: that's right. Yes! Excellent job. See, that is a tough question. A great, great job. Lamech was like, that's who his dad was. Well, that's right. Noah was a son. Excellent job. See, you're on top of it, man. You got it rolling. That was
0: good. Well, I love the word. I know that. I, when I first came to the Lord and got on my knees, I spent three and a half years. He made me take my television out of my house, and I spent three and a half years studying day and night with him. Even at work, I would study, and uh, yeah, it's just, when you're born again, that's what happens. You suck up the Word, and the Word takes you to higher levels and gives you hope and gives you salvation through the blood of Jesus. Amen, brother.
1: Amen. I'll tell you, my day revolves around that. In other words, my prayer time and my Bible time. I, I don't think that any part of the day counts until I get to get my Bible read in, and then I get my. And I mean, not not. I mean, it's a it's a lengthy read, and and then I get my prayer time in, and then anything can happen. I don't care, but nothing happens yeah. until that happens.
0: Yeah, yeah, kind of solidifies the day.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly right. Excellent job, bro. Excellent. Uh,
0: good, good talk to you again. All right, you too, brother. Uh, uh, I love all the folks there, especially Mary. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's so great yep. to
1: hear, right? It's so wonderful. We got such a great a great audience.
0: Oh, yeah, you do have. So bless you and thank you.
1: Yeah. Blessings to you, my bro.
0: You too. All right. I'll see you later.
1: Take care. Right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. All uh, right. I don't know if we're going to even take a break on this because we, we haven't done any of the well, – who cares? All right, let's – got to do the history because I still have to do history. And people are like, well, why do you have to do the history, Dave? I don't think you understand. I actually go on the internet and study this. And it's like I'm not going to study it and not – it's like doing a project and not getting a grade. It's like, no, that ain't happening. And I've been doing this for 10 years. So I was like, okay, so let's, let's go ahead and play the history music. Let's
3: go, live.
1: All right. Um, Okay, here we go. It's Limerick Day. I'm just terrible, but I do have one. Okay? There was a couple called Adam and Eve who did something you wouldn't believe. They ate the wrong fruit. They were given the boot. So out of Eden, they had to leave.
4: That was nice.
1: That was not, not bad, huh? I didn't write that, by the way. <clears throat> Most of my tour is original. Well, actually, it's all 2,000 years old. Uh, National Receptionist Day, then that's important because they take the brunt of every kind of bad call ever. Let me talk to service. Let me talk to service. I mean, that's just so true. A uh, National Odometer Day, all you got to do is think Fierce Fu- Fu- Mueller. It's like, right? How else can you think of anything else? Well, if you make the engine go backwards. <laughs> uh, this is uh, National Nutty Fudge Day. Okay. Yeah. It just has to say fudge, and it's like then it's fine. On this day in 1861, the Battle Hymn of the Republic uh, was performed for the first time at a flag raising ceremony. See, that's a lot of people don't know that. 1937, first worldwide uh, radio broadcast was the coronation of King George VI. That's great, and Queen Elizabeth, and was broadcasted by the BBC. And then uh, Ernie Banks, 1970, became the ninth member of the 500 home run club. And the last but not least, for baseball, 1997, the Angels scored 13 runs in a single baseball inning. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot of runs. All right. Anything else? Did they win? It uh, didn't say. Well, <laughs> if they didn't win. Uh, just like a California team, right? Okay, Uh, we're just going to do things a little different. There's no point in even trying to do things normal. I don't know why anybody would even think we're going to go with that. So I want to do this one portion, and then we'll go from there. Uh, Through the angel who appeared to him, this is referring to Moses in the burning bush, uh, he was sent to be their ruler and their savior, and by means of many miraculous signs and wonders, he led them out of Egypt through the Red Sea and back and forth through the wilderness for 40 years. So why I want to point this out is I want you to understand something, and I want you to be aware of it and and i don't want you to kind of get legalistic on or anything like that moses was sent to be a ruler and a savior for the people of israel when it says that it's not trying to take away from jesus christ People need to understand that people are sent to certain situations to save the situation, to save the scenario. That does not mean they're the savior of man. When somebody comes in and and brings deliverance, when Saul brought deliverance for Israel, when David brought deliverance for Israel, when when uh, any man or woman of God has done anything, there is a saving process. And I think we 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 tend to be. Well, I don't want to. I'm not trying to say they're a savior. And it's like God's not. As timid as we are in descriptions and in talking about terms. The Lord could use you to save a situation. The Lord could use you to be the answer for a situation. That's fine. Don't don't be legalistic over it. What I want you to catch is that God sends people into our lives to help us, to save us. And that's the part that, that gets... That's getting missed in this So people will read this And if you read the commentators It's like They're they're You know Maybe fixated on You know Well let's Let's defend this Faith This statement You know Ruler and savior Hey I got a better idea Let's talk about What God was doing Israel Was hurting And they were In oppression And things were terrible And God Wanted them To find Freedom So he sent Moses back, remember Moses was there before and then he left, to help them. And you and I should be aware, I I can't share the testimony, but because I'm hoping that this person will be back in town tomorrow or the day after, but we had a situation just today where somebody said, hey, you know, I got this situation, it's, it's kind of a dire, it's not an emergency, but it's kind of a you know major happening right now, and uh, we really need assistance in this, and so on and so forth. So the prayer was that the Lord would send people to help. He did. And those people were saving the situation, sent by God, bringing, bringing redemption for the moment. It's like, God does that all the time. Most of the time, we don't recognize that the people are being sent to us by God. Mm. He cares so much about you. He loves you so much, and he knows you're hurting, but he'll send people to you to help you get through it. I just want you to catch that one thing. When we come back, we'll talk about the miracle part, but I want you to catch that one thing. God will send people into your life that you didn't even expect that will make all the difference in the world. God is using them to save you in that situation. Hey, they're not your savior from your sin, but they're helping save you in this situation. And that's okie dokie. All right. All right. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
2: What is the David Spoon Experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad.
1: What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A (laughs) hippocritipotamus. Come on.
2: Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you?
1: If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance.
2: And last but not least, do you love some trivia?
1: All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, Who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on, hold on. Here you go, here you go. This is
0: David. Who am I talking to?
2: We're talking to Mary.
0: This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric.
2: This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself.
1: Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. That's me.
2: Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770-KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience?
1: This is David, who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is John. Hi, John. How are you? I'm
0: fine, thank you. Um,
1: and you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm actually having a a wonderful day. And uh, you know, every once in a while, you get some extra time in with the Lord, and you just think, "Man, I can't wait to hear that trumpet. <laughs> I just can't <laughs> yeah.
0: wait. I just, right? I just can't right. wait. What's going on? Huh? But yeah. You want to know the answer? I guess. I do. Huh?
1: I do. And so, this is a good one. How many times did the boy who Elijah raised from the dead? How many times did he sneeze? Seven. That is correct, sir! You are oh. right! <laughs> a little unknown fact from a lot of people that they might not be aware of is that actually he... Uh, so after Elisha stretched himself out, the child sneezed seven times. And then the child opened his eyes, which means that he sneezed those seven times without his eyes open. Which is like, wow, that's bizarre. It's like, how huh. do you do that? I'm I just thought even, about it
0: that you, way. Yeah,
1: it's like, how would you do... I mean, how do you... I mean... My eyes go in the back of my head when I sneeze. I just don't
0: know how that happened. Uh, didn't didn't uh, he lie prostrate across yes, him? Yes, correct. That is exactly well, then, what he I, did. I thought,
3: okay, if he was sneezing, was he sneezing in Elijah's face? That's an excellent question. I do not
1: have that answer, but I you have <laughs> well, to have sit to there and wonder. have to to
0: find that one out, huh?
1: Yeah, I mean, the prophets <laughs> went through a lot, although it—, it <laughs> <laughs> could be. That could be a tough one. Excellent job, my friend. Excellent, well, thank excellent you. answer. Good thank to, you. Good to talk to you. Nice to talk to you as well. All right. All right. God, God bless. bless. Bye bye. Bye bye. Right. We roll. We roll. That's a great question. That he sneezed in his face. Welcome back to the David Spoon experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's kaam 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Well, we're going to give you the last trivia question in Matthew 1: Jesus is referred as the son of which two Old Testament characters? In Matthew 1 one. Now, while you guys are getting ready, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email david at org, And we will also send you to the website now because we can and we should and we need money. So don't, Hesitate visiting the website. If you just put your face up there, it will in fact just absorb all. No, it won't. Just check it out. It's fine. Uh, go to he mustincrease.org.
0: Prayer request? He
4: must
1: Praise report?
2: He must increase.org.
1: Looking to give to this ministry?
2: He must increase.org.
1: Confused by what's happening right now? He Hemustincrease.org He
2: must Oh, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: You know, that is like eating a satisfying meal. (laughs) That's that's, It's like like having an awesome meal, and then you give you a piece of cake at the end, and you're just like, oh, yeah, this is is going on my top 20 list right here from all time. Excellent job. I hope you enjoyed it. I just blew our entire budget on sound effects. (laughs) Really? I think I can get another 75 cents. I'm pretty sure I can. All right, we have somebody ready to answer the trivia question. we got so much going on. Let's have them answer the trivia question, or we'll never get it done. So go ahead. (laughs) This is David. Who am I talking to?
0: This is Gary. How are you doing today? I'm
1: doing good, Gary. We've had quite the show, but uh, we're 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 pushing forward. Uh, classic question. It's Matthew one one. So I'm gonna. I feel strong. You're gonna get this right off the bat, of course. And Matthew one one, Jesus referred to as the son of which two Old Testament characters?
0: David and Abraham. That is correct, sir. Are you named for David?
1: Yeah, I wish. And you know, I've had—I've actually said to people before I was named after a king, but it's not true. I think that was a, my name choice was more of a lotto choice. You know, let's—you know what I'm saying? Uh, but with Abraham and David, Abraham was the connection to the promises, and then the com- combination of them, of course, was the connection to the Messiah, the 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 birthline to the Messiah. But. You know that's a—it's such a great thing. People don't realize that's—that's that's the basis of the beginning in the New Testament is this connection between Abraham and David. And it's just yes. like, wow, the Lord is continuing. It's not starting something. It's a continuation or a fulfillment. That—that that would be a great way to say it. Great. Did you know that right away, or did you look it up?
0: No, I—I I really knew it, but I looked it up just to make sure. <laughs> that's
1: exactly I what it, I do. Yeah. I was like I know it, but. And there's a part of it that thinks, eh, I just want to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Great job, brother. Really great job.
0: Okay. Well, God bless you, and I'll keep praying for you. Thank
1: you, brother. I appreciate it. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. We will do our DNA because we have committed to doing DNA, and we should do DNA. So D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. And is never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. And A is always be ready to serve, To serve, which means we're aware of other people and other people's needs. Let's do a quick prayer for our country and for Ukraine and the body, and then I'll close out with a teaching, okay? All right. Father, we come before you right now thanking you and praising you for another wonderful time, uh, fellowship on the air. Love these people. Just pray you bless them and just pour your grace into their lives and your mercy into their lives we lift up our country and we pray for help because i'm not sure what else to pray for except for your help and we pray for ukraine that they could find peace and that they can really come to a conclusion in this conflict and lord god we also lift up the people who are listening that you would touch their hearts and minds with your grace with your mercy with your love and as we're going to talk about just send your peace into their hearts and love on them. As you love on us all the time, keep loving on them, and let them know how important you are to them. And Lord, you're just so great to us. We appreciate everything. We pray amen. in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, so we were able to cover almost everything on our schedule, and I want to close out with this. Something I had mentioned to Joy, uh, and I said it wrong, because <clears throat> I'm a master at that. I even have a master's degree at being stupid at saying stuff like that. So this letter is from Paul, chosen by God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. It is written to God's holy people in Ephesus who are faithful followers of Christ Jesus. May grace and peace be yours, sent to you from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. So I'm reading this. No, you know you guys know me, I mean, a little bit. I mean, I, I, one day I'll have to go through like a whole devotional thing. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know grace and peace, you know, that's something that everybody's kind of hoping and wishing or whatever. But, you know, and, uh, sending prayer, sending this. And it's like, yeah, this is exactly what that is. May grace and peace be yours sent to you. From God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. That's Ephesians chapter one, verse two. And so praying that the Lord will send his peace and send his grace, uh, kind of lines up there with the scripture. <laughs> it's not, you know, I'm not this is not rocket science, and I know everybody wants to do the the breakdown, you know, the Greek constructive word really means you know what it means? It means that God sends his peace. And you know what we need every once in a while? God to send his peace. Unless we just need to know, I I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I'm not comfortable with it. I don't know what's going on. Lord, help. Right? So that's a great prayer. And then you can say, please send your peace. Please send your grace. You know, grace for a situation. Grace is, it's certainly a part of salvation, but it's also situational. Peace certainly is a part of being connected to the Prince of Peace, but it's also situational. I think we gotta stop doing this as exclusionary theologies. That's the thing that's that's wiping everybody out. Well, it means this, or it, means this or it means this, it means this. It could mean all of it. So slow down. Okay. There's only one way in, but once you're in, there's a lot more broadness to it than we might wanna acknowledge. And we should be willing to do that. So I think it's a really fair and right position. You know, I read this and I think, man, oh man, you know. Grace and peace be yours, sent to you from God our Father. And I think, you know, we do a lot of things to personally medicate so that we can feel peace to get through stuff. I get it, but I think that there is this brilliance in saying, God, send your peace. And his peace, by the way, passes all understanding. In other words, when God sends peace— it goes beyond the norm and i'm going to close with this and i don't I rarely do this but i had a conversation with my son today again so the lord's really been working on him which is great for me <laughs> cuz you know i worked on him for years and that didn't do anything <laughs> so anyway uh, let the lord do it it's much better anyhow uh so he he had this situation and he he had somebody say something to him, and the what they said was like, you know, potential disaster. And he goes, you know, they said that to me, and he goes, and I just wasn't even worried in the slightest. He goes, I don't even know why. It's just like, I just knew God was going to cover. That's exactly what it is, right there. That's the peace that passes all understanding, that keeps our hearts, which is our feelings, and our minds, and our thoughts in him. It's like, how cool is that? Yeah. So pray that God will send you peace Pray that God will send you grace. He will. Because that's what his word says he does. Okay? All right. We, uh, boy, that was a fun show. Uh, You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22 and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then.